Today on the Doc on the Run podcast, we're talking about perineal tendon subluxation in runners. And before we get started, I should mention that there's a video at the end of the show notes page that will show you exactly how doctors diagnose this problem. Hi, I'm Dr. Christopher Segler, and thanks for tuning in to the Doc on the Run podcast, where we help you understand how to keep training and running even if you've been injured. My ankles pop and click all the time. They have for years. I'm going to help you understand whether or not you might have subluxing perineal tendons and whether or not it's a problem. If you think you have perineal tendon subluxation, you probably have some popping or clicking sensation or maybe even pain at the outside of the ankle. So what causes all that noise? The most common location for perineal tendonitis in runners is probably behind the fibular bone at the outside of the ankle. And the two perineal tendons, both the perineus longus and the perineus brevis, curve sharply around the back of the end of the fibula bone. And as they make that turn around the ankle, it just makes sense that they can become irritated and inflamed as they glide around the back of the fibula bone. So what exactly is perineal tendon subluxation? Well, if the perineal tendons flip back and forth, either across one another or across the front edge of the fibula bone, that motion and the two perineal tendons rubbing together can create a popping sensation or even a clicking sound. You may have searched for popping and clicking in the ankle and found an article on perineal subluxation or perineal dislocation. What is the difference between subluxation and dislocation? When doctors talk about dislocation, it means something like a joint or a bone or a tendon has completely moved out of its normal position so far that it won't go back into its proper position on its own. If you dislocate your finger, what that means is you bend it or whack it in some way that rips the ligaments around the knuckle and the joint dislocates. The dislocated finger is crooked. It may be bent at a weird angle. It also may be painful and it's usually swollen because you've actually damaged the joint supporting structures. The dislocated joint is out of place and it may stay that way unless a doctor puts it back in place by resetting the joint or the broken bone. A subluxation is a lesser version of a dislocation. As a demonstration, take your index finger and point it straight out. Grab your index finger with your other hand. Hold it tightly, clenching your finger within your fist. Now, pull on the finger. If you pull firmly, straight out on the finger, you will see a dimple in the skin at the knuckle. When you let go, you may feel or hear a slight pop as the joint clicks back into place. That slight movement out of place, out of the normal joint position, is a subluxation. Subluxation is a small movement beyond the normal range of motion where something is moved out of its normal anatomic position. Perineal dislocation is where the perineal tendons flip all the way out of the groove behind the fibula and stay there. True dislocation of the perineal tendons is fairly rare. Perineal subluxation is the condition where the tendons pop back and forth within the groove or they slide forward along the edge of the fibula but then pop back into place. Perineal subluxation is what most runners experience. To understand how perineal subluxation happens, you have to understand the anatomy of the perineal tendons. The perineal retinaculum is a thin band of tissue that helps hold the perineal tendons behind the fibula at the outside of the ankle. There are actually two distinct perineal retinaculums, the superior perineal retinaculum and the inferior perineal retinaculum. The one that you actually care about if you're having popping and clicking and pain at the outside of the ankle is the superior perineal retinaculum. This is the one that actually gets torn in patients who have severe ankle sprains and develop popping and clicking and or swelling at the outside of the ankle. Both of the perineal tendons at the outside of the ankle sit behind the fibula in a groove known as the retromalleolar groove. The superior perineal retinaculum simply helps hold the tendons in that groove. 
There are a couple of different reasons why people can have perineal tendons that pop and click at the end of the fibula at the ankle. The most common reason is the ankle becomes injured, such as in an ankle sprain. Now, the perineus brevis tendon starts at the perineus brevis muscle on the outside of the leg and continues down the back of the leg behind the fibula before it curves around the end of the fibula bone and attaches to the base of the fifth metatarsal bone in your foot. This tendon is the only one that can actually fire and pull the foot back under your leg when you start to roll your ankle in the most common kind of ankle sprain. Sometimes when you roll your ankle, your perineus brevis tendon attempts to pull the foot back under the leg so forcefully that the tendon actually slides forward around the fibula and rips the superior perineal retinaculum. Once the ankle sprain heals, one or both of the perineal tendons can have a tendency to flip back and forth around the front edge of the fibula. This condition is often referred to by physicians as perineal subluxation or dislocating perineal tendons. If the perineal retinaculum is intact, it holds the perineal tendons behind the fibula bone in the retromalleolar groove at the outside of the ankle. But a torn perineal retinaculum allows the perineal tendons to slide forward and out of the retromalleolar groove. As the tendons slide back and forth around that edge of the fibula bone, they can make a popping and clicking sound. Another less common cause of perineal subluxation is related to the shape of the fibula bone itself. Sometimes the groove is not even present. There are three different possible shapes of the fibula. The first, most common option is where the fibular groove is actually concave. This deep groove helps hold the tendons in place because there's a natural depression in the back of the fibula bone that acts kind of like a gutter. Now, the second option is where there's not much of a groove at all and the bone's basically flat. And the third option is where the back of the fibula bone is convex instead of concave. Now, in both of the last two options that I described, it's possible that the perineal tendons can flip back and forth across each other simply because there isn't much room between the bone and the perineal retinaculum. The noise that you hear and sensation you feel is actually the tendons flipping back and forth across each other. This can cause pain and swelling. It can also cause chronic inflammation of the tendons, which might lead to splitting or tearing of the tendons. I've read articles written by doctors that frighten runners into thinking that any popping and clicking in the ankle is a problem that warrants some sort of surgery, crutches, or other aggressive medical intervention. It is true that the tendons can just flip back and forth and make a popping and clicking sound, but it's not always a problem. What I mean by that is that it may make noise, you may feel it, but if it doesn't cause pain, it may not be a problem that has to be corrected. Now, my ankles have done that my whole life. Many years ago when I was in college, I was working in a climbing store, and this guy Brent used to always tell me that I could never work for the FBI because I could never sneak up on anybody. You could hear my ankle popping and clicking all the time as I was walking around the store. Although my ankle does pop and click, I don't get any pain when I run. It doesn't swell. It doesn't hurt. It's not a problem. So if it's not a problem, you don't have to worry about it. That's the main point. You have to remember that whatever the problem is, you have to decide whether it's a real problem or it's just an annoyance. Alternatively, however, if you have popping and clicking in the perineal tendons and you get recurring perineal tendon issues, you're not doing something silly, you're not running 40 miles on sand or running on a really unstable trail all the time, you're not running in shoes that are too unstable for you, but you have popping and clicking and you continue to get issues with the perineal tendons, you could either have a torn perineal tendon retinaculum, you know, that band of tissue that holds the perineal tendons behind the fibula, or you could have one of those oddly shaped fibula bones that just put you more at risk of perineal tendons and subluxing. You just have to be aware of that, but you know, the shape of the fibula groove is not something that's easy to fix. We can fix it with surgery, but you really don't want to do that if you're a runner. Now, there are some conservative treatments which might help the tendons to calm down and heal. This is the Doc on the Run podcast. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. What's a virtual doctor visit? 
The idea of not running at all while waiting for my foot to heal was simply depressing. I really needed a second opinion from an expert, someone who specializes in helping runners. What you'll get from Dr. Segler in my experience is expert runner and medical care that's individualized for your needs. I left with actionable steps to recover from my injury. Dr. Segler is different and I felt heard, didn't feel patronized, and I felt like he prioritized getting me back to running as soon as possible as much as I did. I just couldn't see sitting around for six weeks knowing my hard-earned fitness would vanish. I know Dr. Segler is an expert and I wanted to see him in person. But frankly, I just couldn't afford the cost of a house call. I saved enough money to pay for my next marathon registration. You know, I have an appointment with Dr. Segler, whether it's via Skype or on the phone. You can expect, one, he's going to be on time. Two, he's going to be able to spend more time with you than the typical uh, visit in a doctor's office. And both of those are going to result in more effective diagnosis and treatment plan for you. I'm a young woman in the Philippines and I hurt my ankle yesterday. I just wanted to say thank you and that it's such a relief to be able to find a website like yours and get some information when I'm in a place with uh, little to no medical care. So I just wanted to call and say thank you. You're awesome. Book a virtual doctor visit and get a second opinion online today. Welcome back to the Doc on the Run podcast. Now, there are some conservative treatments which might help the tendons to calm down and heal, but the surgery that is most often performed to treat these problems involves surgical reconstruction of the perineal retinaculum and surgical deepening of the groove at the back of the fibula. So we should talk a little bit about dislocating perineal tendon surgery and why you don't want surgery if you're a runner, because if you see enough doctors, somebody may suggest you have this surgery. Like I said earlier, I think it's true that dislocating or pathologic subluxing perineal tendons are actually very rare. However, if you go to an orthopedic surgeon and you tell him you have popping and clicking and you have had any history of problems on the outside of your ankle, he's likely to recommend surgery to fix it. There are two ways to do this surgery to change the shape of the back of the fibula. One way is what I think of as the old school way, which is really terrible for runners. The surgeon actually surgically opens the ankle. The surgeon then pulls the perineal tendons out of the way. On the back of the ankle, the surgeon will actually take an osteotome, which is a fancy word for a chisel, and then slice into the bone on the back of the fibula, leaving a piece in the middle that's approximately the width of the perineal tendons. The surgeon basically just takes the chisel and taps into the bone, and it cuts into the bone, making two long lines on the back of the fibula bone. Now what the surgeon does, he takes a bone tamp, which is a metal instrument about the size and shape of a pencil, and the surgeon actually takes the bone tamp and lays it right down in the fibula between those two slices in the bone. Then he whacks on it with a hammer and it caves in the back of the fibula. Well, that makes a depression in the back of the fibula bone that makes a deeper groove for the perineal tendons. Now, it's true that the tendons will sit in that groove better, but the problem is that the bone also bleeds. So then you get scar tissue forming between the tendons and the back of the fibula bone, which can cause another problem. And the better way to do it is to actually take the tendons out of the way and place a drill into the end of the fibula where the tendons aren't touching the bone at all. That reduces the risk of scarring. So basically by holding the drill bit under the bone, we can spin the drill bit around, move it up and down behind the that area where the tendons sit on the back of the fibula. This method keeps the covering of the bone intact so there's no scarring between the tendons and the bone. As we spin the drill bit under the surface of the bone, we can actually see the drill bit through the bone because the bone's opaque. And so as the drill bit gets closer to the surface of the bone, you can see it there. And the surgeon just has to make sure not to carve away too much bone and inadvertently poke the drill bit through the surface of the bone. So basically, we kind of grind the bone away to soften the back of the fibula. Then we put the bone tamp in there and we push on it to make a concavity, but it doesn't disrupt the surface. 
That way you don't get as much scarring that could cause problems between the bone and the perineal tendons. However, even though I think this second option is way better, it's still surgery. Anytime you have surgery, you're going to get scar tissue between the two tendons themselves. Even if we don't get scar tissue between the bone and the tendons, when you put them back in that groove, when we sew the retinaculum back together, you're still going to get some scarring. You really don't want scar tissue between the two tendons. As a runner, you really want to avoid surgery for sure. Of course, some doctors will commonly recommend surgery because it just seems like a simple fix. All they have to hear is pain, popping, clicking, and that's it. They think you should have some kind of surgery to fix it. So again, I would not recommend it if any other option might help. So here's what runners really need to know about perineal subluxation. If you're a runner with perineal subluxation, you may have one of several different problems. The first one is popping and clicking without pain. Again, that's not really a problem. Now, you might have popping and clicking with pain. Now that could be a problem. You could have a torn retinaculum that holds the tendons in place, and if it's torn and the tendons are moving, that can be a problem in itself. You could also have a fibular groove on the back of the bone that's just prone to subluxing the perineal tendons because of its shape. When you think about all these things, really the most concerning situation for a runner is pain. If you have a popping, clicking sensation and pain and swelling on the outside of the ankle, it probably means the tendons are truly irritated and inflamed. That's a problem. Chronic inflammation causes tendons to get weaker. The chronic inflammation of the perineal tendons can permanently damage them. Chronic inflammatory fluid contains degradative enzymes. Degradative enzymes degrade or break down tissue. The degradative enzymes do have a useful function. They are supposed to break down teeny little bits of tissue debris after you have an injury. Degradative enzymes are supposed to help clean up the mess, but when you get popping and clicking in the ankle because the perineal tendons are flipping around so much, they become irritated and cause an inflammatory response, and then you get a problem. The ankle swells, the inflammatory fluid gets trapped within the swollen tendon sheath surrounding the perineal tendons, and the degradative enzymes actually start to break down the collagen in the perineal tendons themselves. I've actually had to do surgery on runners to repair splits and tears in the perineal tendons that developed from this chronic inflammatory cycle. When it comes to diagnosis, you know, the way doctors diagnose perineal subluxation is easy to do yourself. All you have to do is move your foot back and forth, alternating from supination to pronation. If you go to the bottom of the show notes page for this episode, you can access the video that will show you exactly how doctors check for subluxing perineal tendons. Here's how to do it. Sit on a bed or on the couch with your foot and ankle just off the edge so your foot is in the air and your heel's not touching the bed. Point your foot downward, plantar flexing your foot, and point it toward the other foot, which is inverting your foot. Now, this position is supination. Now, rapidly move your foot outward away from the other foot and upward, dorsiflexing your foot, pulling it up away from the ground. Now, repeat this movement rapidly several times. If you hear popping and clicking, you may have subluxing perineal tendons. If you do, Look at the outside of the ankle and watch as you do this and look at the perineal tendons. You'll probably see one or both of the two tendons bowstringing and protruding at the outside of the ankle from behind the fibula bone. If the tendons appear to be flipping forward or protruding out of the groove from behind the fibula, that is what doctors would diagnose as subluxing perineal tendons. And one question I often get from patients is, what about x-rays? Should I get x-rays for this problem? Well, the first thing you should know is that the perineal tendons themselves don't really show up on an x-ray. The shape of the fibula isn't something you can really see on an x-ray either. So the question is, why get x-rays if you think you have subluxing perineal tendons? Well, there are really two reasons to get x-rays. The first one is that x-rays can show a torn retinaculum. The second one, x-rays may reveal a lateral process fracture. So let's talk about the perineal retinaculum tear first. 
The superior perineal retinaculum is one of the bands of tissue that helps hold the perineal tendons in place behind the fibula bone. It's like a ligament. When you look at the retinaculum in surgery, it looks like strapping tape. Like strapping tape, the retinaculum is very strong. It doesn't usually rip or tear. Now that thing is so strong that much of the time when it tears, the retinaculum actually instead rips off a small wafer of bone instead of tearing. So technically this is an avulsion fracture and avulsion is simply the medical term for rip off. If you get an x-ray of the ankle, you may see little thin white line on the outside of the ankle revealing that avulsed piece of bone where the retinaculum ripped away from the fibula bone, taking a little chunk of bone with it. The other thing that you can see on an x-ray is a lateral process fracture. If you have a small fracture of the lateral process of the talus bone, it can masquerade as subluxing perineal tendons. The lateral process of the talus bone sits right under the perineal tendons. If you roll your ankle and chip off a piece of that bone, it can move around and cause popping, clicking, pain, and swelling on the outside of the ankle. Now, you may be able to see this fracture on an x-ray. Now, the bottom line with perineal tendon subluxation is that if it just started and you rolled your ankle, you probably need x-rays. If you're in Texas or California, you can call me and I can even order those for you and review them through a virtual doctor visit. If it's painful, and especially if it's swollen, reduce the inflammation. Just go back to the lesson on perineal tenosynovitis and do all the treatments we discussed there to reduce perineal inflammation. Try to run in a way that supinates the foot, because that'll decrease stress on the tendons and help keep them behind the fibula. Try shoe inserts that hold your foot in a supinated position as well. You can even try taping the ankle to reinforce the retinaculum and help hold your foot and the tendons in place. But if the ankle keeps popping, clicking, and swelling, don't ignore it. Talk to an expert and figure out how you can get it to calm back down so you can keep running. If you aren't sure about whether or not you have subluxing perineal tendons, just go to the bottom of the show notes page for this episode and you can access the video showing exactly how doctors check for subluxing perineal tendons. If you have a question that you would like answered as a future edition of the Doc on the Run podcast, send it to me. And then make sure you join me in the next edition of the Doc on the Run podcast. Thanks again for listening.